that's nice, right? I sort of equally hope that you needed that as much as I did today and that you didn't need it <laughs> as much as I needed today. Welcome to Hook, Push, and Pray. Um, my name is Nicholas Brownlee. I'm your host. This is a Opera Shop Talking podcast. Um, we talk about all things opera. Now, that is normally a high-tempo, exciting, you know, let's get going, like Liddy Kitty, Victoria, Victoria, Floria Tosca sort of, you know, event. However, today, I, I, you know, I'm just trying to, just in an effort to keep keep it 100, as the kids say. I guess I am still say it too, so does that, what does that make me, right? An old guy trying, or an older person trying. Um, so, the opera world this week has sort of kicked me in the ass. There's just no other way to say it. Um, I know my mom's probably listening. She can't stand when I curse, and she shouldn't, by the way. It's gross. Cursing's gross, except sometimes you just have to. Um, yeah, uh, one thing after another. We just started this new production of Hoffman. It's really intense. We're doing two four-hour sessions every day. Um, and if you've never done a two, four hour session day, sort of by the end, you're just blown out. Like you got nothing left, not even vocally, but mentally is where it's really actually getting me more than anything. Um, uh, I had a situation this week where I had to, um, not cancel something, but, but say no to something at a really great place. Um, and look, I know how lucky am I that I get to say no to something. I get it. I get it. I, I do. I mean, I'm a jerk, right? Except, like, you realize those things that you wish for in this business, when they start to come true, goals change every day, right? That's the whole thing is like, you know, if you're a high school basketball player, your goal is to play in college. If you're a great college basketball player, your goal is to be in the NBA. If you're in the NBA, your goal is to win a national champion, is to win a world championship. If you win one, maybe you should win three. Maybe next is the Hall of Fame. Maybe next is to be, you know, goals change daily. And um, but but for me, you know, it is it is hard. It is still hard to sort of if if things don't fit in the schedule or whatever. Saying no to stuff is just so difficult and like takes an immense amount out of you. Again, if you're listening to this and you're in grad school or you're like plugging away in a young artist program, dog, I was there. Like, like I was there. Um, and if I heard me saying, you know, sort of go meta, if I heard me saying what I am saying now, I would also roll my eyes at it. Like I do, I get it. But it, you know, it is, it is so tough. Um, and this is when you have to do have to do that kind of stuff and things don't work out every time. Um, so every, everybody in my like life is fine, right? Like everybody is fine in my life. Thank God. I'm very grateful for that. I have a beautiful wife. She's singing well right now. I'm singing okay right now, which means it's a peaceful house <laughs> and there's not like a tornado coming through. Um, Baby girl, Madeline Rose Brownlee, is perfect. She's the perfect little two-year-old. We're planning our second birthday party next month. Like, I'm turning 30 next month. Like, all good vibes, good things are going on. So, I, you know, sort of, I'm getting better and better at separating professional and personal um, happiness, at professional and prefer, uh, personal success, and sort of parsing that. Like, how do I do that? So, in that way, 
professionally, things are going a little bit rough right now in the fact that, like, I just feel shitty, you know, inferiority complex, filled with shame, like, all of the weird stuff that you feel. Personally, I don't bring that home a lot, which is good. Um, It's still a line that I have to find, but that's really good. Um, So I'm just speaking about work, and work has just been terrible. And that's okay, by the way. Like, I think in America, and Rodrigo and I talk about this in the episode. By the way, Rodrigo um, Garulo is is on the program today, yet again confirming that I exclusively... I exclusively interview Mexican tenors on this podcast. Um, Rodrigo, great story. Uh, Mexican tenor, but came over. I don't even want to ruin it. He came over super early in his training, and so he doesn't even know what the North American system of training is like, which is very interesting to juxtapose his story with David Lomeli or uh, you know, um, or uh, Eliezer Rodriguez, who I've interviewed, or Joshua Guerrero, who at one point he'll slow down from being a tenor star, and he'll let me interview him. Um, so it's very interesting because he had no North American contact. But um, we're, we, we sort of, you know, Rodrigo and I get into this, but, but, but this Hoffman is, is a tough cookie, tough director, um, really detail-oriented. Um, I am double cast with a Kammerzanger, an older guy in the house who had a stellar, amazing career who's got so much to offer and is so cool. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm 30 years younger than him, so my – my Hoffman, my four villains is very different than him. I mean, he's done it six times, right? So, like, he he sort of already knows all the moves, and he's so good at it, um, and he's so clearly, like, got it in his body, and he's not having to, you know, look for words and or whatever. You know, those little mistakes you make in the first couple days of staging. Um, and so, for no one's fault, I have felt an immense amount, like a huge cloud shame come over me because I'm not good enough or I have inferiority complex, you know, about a Constantine who's my double cast guy, who, by the way, has given me no indication. He's, he's the most lovely colleague. But of course, every time he does it and he gets a laugh in the room and I didn't get a laugh in that place, I think, God damn, what, it, what do I have to do? That's not Constantine's fault. That's no one. That's my weird, uh, that's my weird, stupid little man in me telling me that I'm not enough or telling me that I don't deserve something. Um, and so I don't know if you all have that experience, um, but I think opera uniquely offers that to a lot of us and offers it to us a lot of times. I mean, if you see someone, you know, I, I, I've spoken endlessly about sort of the season announcement thing. You come out and, you know, you see the season announcement and you think, God, why why them? Why not me, right? Um, but, but, why not me is a little healthier than why them, I guess. But but there's this idea of like, no, it's so hard to understand in this business why things happen and why things go the way they go. I mean, it is such a weird, it's such a weird business to get your finger on the pulse of. And just when you think you have it, your finger on the pulse, you you know, you read about something going down that you're like, are you kidding me? Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, I don't think we need to get into all of them right now. There's a lot of reasons concerning, you know, sort of, it's an art form, but it's also sort of a sport. So there's this weird competitive nature to it. And, um, there's, you know, in America, the training grounds are so vicious and so intense in there. So we're not going to get in that today. Instead of just sort of plugging away at like the opera business and taking it down brick by brick, I'm going to actually give you the singer, you, the artistic administrator, you, the agent, you, the, whoever you are in this business and whatever you do in this business, I want to share something with you that has been very important 
and sort of my upbringing. This will be quick because I want to get to Rodrigo. Um, but I think this is super important to apply, certainly in, in your personal life, but in your professional life, um, abso- this absolutely applies. So I want to talk about um, these things I ran across years ago called the four agreements. Now, if, stop me if you've heard me. You know, I talk to a lot of people about the four agreements. So basically, um, there's a this Mexican author, um, Miguel Ruiz, 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 I think. Uh, don't worry. I may inter- I'll exclusively interview Mexican tenors, but my Spanish is still very subject. Um, so there are these four agreements, and basically they're, they're based on some sort of old Mayan traditions, old Mayan laws, and, and no one really knows if that's true or not. Maybe this guy just made them up. But nonetheless, I want to read them with you, and I, I want this is something I take into rehearsal with me every day, or at least I try to. Um, and, and, and I'll run through these quickly because I think they're important for your life. The four agreements, number one, be impeccable with your word, speak with integrity, say only what you mean, avoid using the word, uh, avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. I think that's incredible. I think that is something um, I struggle with with at times because you especially when you have this impulse to want to be liked and let's face it we all go out for applause at the end like we all deal with that right we all deal with that weird codependent we're sort of codependent with the audience which is a really you know screwed up relationship to be codependent with something you only are in front of you know less than a third of the year or whatever but nonetheless well unless you're a fest and you see the audience every night this this schedule's crazy anyways I think this is one thing that's so interesting is that um, we I was recently on this Verdi Requiem and we were we were all sitting around and we were sort of doing that first day Verdi Requiem thing, right? Where you say, you know, oh, I've done this production this many times or I've done this this many times. It just sort of shop talk, filling out. It's a, it's a really cool, sort of shitty way, but how else are you supposed to get to know four strangers, right? When you're sitting in a restaurant together, you know, after a music rehearsal and you just flew 14 hours. It's a very weird thing regardless, okay? And so it sort of got around to me, and now I, that was my fifth Verity Requiem. Um, it got around to me, and like everybody's numbers were really high. They were like, oh, I've done 10, I've done 12, I've done 17, whatever. And it got to me, and my first impulse, I swear to God, was to say this was my 10th. Why? First of all, someone can just look that junk up on Opera Base or on your resume or on literally the internet in five seconds anywhere. My impulse to say 10 instead of 5, my impulse to double my number was because I thought, oh, if I don't, if I only say 5, you know, better yet, if I say 10, they'll trust me more as a colleague. They'll appreciate me more as a colleague. They'll think I'm fancier as a colleague. They'll Nonsense. Because if someone that had done 14 had said the number two, it wouldn't have mattered, or one, or their first, I don't care, and I know I don't care, but yet I'm superimposing all of these thoughts on other people, that is why you have to be impeccable with your word, and when you're impeccable with your word, and you are true and honest, and you speak out of truth and love through all things, and you don't gossip, that's why the business continues to hire those kind of people. I think it's an incredible, incredible point. And regardless of what anyone else is doing with their word, you be impeccable with yours and you can't go wrong. Number two, 
Don't take anything personally. This is a big one, huh? Nothing others do is because of you. What others do, what others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When, when you are immune to the options and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. I have been needless suffering. That's what opera is, right? Needless suffering. It's looking at a season announcement and having it ruined three days. It's, you know... Uh, it's it's not get it's not getting cast over this other person um, who you just are convinced that you're better than, and then letting that ruin your day at the playground with your daughter because you can't get your brain off of it, right? It's that it's that kind of uh, personal taking that we do in this business. And regardless, and by the way, in this business, some things are personal. <laughs> some things are personal attacks, but you cannot take them personally. If someone sees, you know, no, I I'm not saying that this is correct, but I'm saying. Um, if someone sees you in an audition and you're wearing something inappropriate, maybe, you know, maybe you showed up in jeans as a boy, maybe you, you know, the girl list is way longer, unfortunately, you know, girls just, regardless, you're a, you're a big target, and I'm so sorry for that in this business, but whatever, it might be a personal attack, it really might be, they might just say, oh, their voice is ugly, and to you, it's the most beautiful voice in the world, that doesn't matter, don't take it personally, people go in a different direction, Casting wise and you know acceptance wise to young artist programs if they go in a different direction That's what they do. They go in a different direction, right? And there's nothing you can do about that. Trust me. You can try to move mountains. It won't work um, Number three and this is uh, akin to number two don't make assumptions Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want Communicate with others as clearly as you can avoid misunderstanding sadness and drama with just one agreement, you can completely change your life. Now, where I get in trouble with assumptions is that I got this guy who I'm double cast with. And by the way, I'm just using this example because it applies. It's applicable in every all four agreements. I'm double cast with the guy in this role. He's done the role a million times. He's unbelievable on stage. You go to his house and he's got posters from his Verity Requiems with Muti. He's a great singer and a great colleague. Now, I just have assumed... I have just assumed that the director hates me and likes him better. Now, is that true? Who knows? It might be. But I've just assumed because the room, because Costia gets laughs, because he's so interesting, because he makes these choices, I've just assumed like, oh, I'm crap, I'm garbage, everyone hates me. That's not true. This is my first time doing the role. What is wrong with me, right? What's wrong with me? Why am I not thinking through this better? Now, I don't, listen. I don't want to paint a picture of somebody falling apart in rehearsal. I'm not. I'm holding it together. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to tell you that that if I'm having these emotions, I'm sure that some of you out there listening are having the same. When we assume things, when we assume, you know, oh, my colleagues are gonna judge me if I say five performance five productions of Verdi Requiem versus ten, right? And it's so it, it just is so interesting how we do that as singers. Like, oh, they're not going to take me as seriously. They're not going to take me as cool. Let people do what people are going to do. Like number two, don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you, right? Unless you're purposely vindictive, but let's agree you're not trying to be. So making assumptions can be the death of you in this business if you're not careful, right? Now, uh, number four. Fourth and final one, always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. 
Under any circumstances, simply do your best, and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. Now, this is where I start to get serious. <laughs> LOL, if I haven't been serious yet. Now, do you want to know why I'm carrying all of this Hoffman guilt and shame and weird self-abuse and judgment and weird shit on my belly? Do you know what you are on my back? Do you, do you want to know why I'm doing all of that? Because I'm a little underprepared. This, this, it creeped up on me. I'm bad at French. I've never been good at French. I should have known that I was singing a French role. I should have studied harder. I should have done a ton of things. I, I should have spoke my text more. I should have, now look, I'm prepared. I could sing the role off book like tomorrow, start to finish with blocking. But I'm nowhere near my normal level of preparation where like, I can dig deep into the text and I'm not looking at the conductor being like, or, or, you know, sort of throwing that, you know how we all do? We laserize the prompter like, oh, pardon, or whatever, right? And, and I think number four is so important is that always do your best. Now, this, this, this past three, four months, was it crazy? Absolutely. It was insane. I was all over the place. I was crazy. I was busy. I was doing this. I was doing that. But you know what I did in Dallas when the show opened and we just had show runs for 10 days? Nothing. I woke up every day at noon. I went to brunch. I rode a Lime Scooter, which, by the way, Lime Scooters were awesome. If you listen to these intros, you know that one Lime Scooter trip changed my life, and I'm appreciative of that. But in Dallas, like, Aurelia was there. She was ready to work. She was ready to work, and I was like, I don't know, you know. I don't know. I got a show today. I can coach on a show day. It's Coline. Of course I could have coached on a show day. But there was something about me that needed the break, that needed the relaxing, that needed something in me that I'm now paying for through self-abuse and through self-frustration. I'm just frustrated, right? Again, I am I prepared? Sure. But I'm not prepared on the level that I just, that I normally am. And that is why the number four agreement is simply do your best. Always do your best. Always do your best. I know that I am capable of studying between shows. I know that I am capable of opening a score on a plane, which I didn't do. I know, I know that I can do all these things. And maybe at this level of preparation, maybe it's fine. You know, like maybe it's fine, but I know that in the room, I would not be having all these issues. I would not be doing all these thoughts and I would not be, you know, sort of beating myself up so much if I had sort of tied up the loose ends and done the stupid work more. Now, I have to play catch up, right? I have to like kill myself. I have to study. I have to crash, clash, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have to kill myself. That's all fine, but but for next time, when I have a new role, which I have one, two, three, three new roles next season, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I got to order scores, bye. No, I, um, I have three new roles next season, that's awesome, and I'm very grateful, but I know now, because of this hiccup, I know now that if something is in French, it just takes longer for me. I know now that Offenbach is patter music. Period. And the only so, the only solution to pattern music, the only solution, by the way, if anyone tells you other they're wrong, is doing it. Sure, you can make yourself cue cards and you can do all that stuff, but putting it in your stupid tongue. You have to. 
There's no other way, especially with French patter. There's just no other way. And so now I know this. And so now my very best is now elevated, hopefully, the next time I encounter this. And so number four sort of ties up all of them. And as long as we approach this all with truth and love, you are going to have a better end product. You have to trust me. So trust yourself. Maybe you're in a rehearsal today. You know, maybe try out, number one, be impeccable with your word. Don't say a, 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 you know, a sort of shitty thing, a gossipy thing the whole day you're there to anyone. Try it out. See how it feels. If it goes well, continue it. So those are my thoughts. Apply these four agreements as much as you possibly can. This went a little long, but Rodrigo's interview is not so terribly long. Um Thank you for listening. As always, we have some exciting things coming up. I'm not just saying that. I promise. Website is a little behind, but we're, 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 we're on go for the website launching in the next week or so, which is awesome. Um, big things happening. Please, 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 please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It really, really, really does make a difference. I appreciate all of you. We are consistently growing in viewership so i know that word of mouth is happening because certainly my little facebook page isn't helping a ton i should really do more with that um enjoy this interview with rodrigo and thank you for being a follower of the hook push and pray sort of army you guys are awesome and try to apply these uh principles today yeah peace love all the good things i'm out and this is rudy park singing victoria i almost forgot bye Floris does this a lot because he speaks great German, but he comes from Dutch and from English. That he'll use, I do this a lot. You'll say an English, traditionally English word, and you'll just put ish on the end of it. <laughs> like, 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 like when Spanish people try to speak Ita- Italian or Italians try to speak Spanish. Exactly, exactly. Yes, I understand. There's, yes. this, there's this song with Ricky Martin. Didn't know we were going to be talking about Ricky Martin, but <laughs> with Ricky Martin and a uh, famous Italian singer, Italian pop singer. Um, and they do a song trading off verses in one in Italian, one in Spanish. It's a pop song. Okay. Fascinating. You actually bring that a little closer Okay, so, yeah, sure, sure, Yeah, sure. that's good. Um, but no, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Anyways, Rodrigo, welcome. Thank you very uh, much. I'm so excited to have you here. Jen has just I'm made honored. us Thank two coffees. Much. She has poured us two glasses of water. <laughs> we are doing like, we, we do not subscribe to traditional gender roles in this house, but thank you for serving us, Jen. We really appreciate that. <laughs> Um, Rodrigo is, is now don't feel any pressure, but I almost exclusively interview Mexican tenors on this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm honored to, to, to belong now to these, uh, to this, uh, very famous list. Yeah. 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 We need to get all of you guys together. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. And, and, and do some crazy singing. Um, so Rodrigo, I have now been your colleague now for two seasons about. 
Yes. We've done Bocanegra together. We've done, um, we're doing Hoffman right now. Um, and we'll definitely do some stuff next yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And how exciting that, um, how exciting for me to interview you because I, I love talking about paths and like it's so interesting. The road to opera is so crazy. Um, yours is very different in that very similar to, you know, we just uh, had Eliazar on two weeks ago. And Eliazar's path went from like, you know, Mexico through American system over exactly, to yeah. Europe. Whereas you sort of skipped of the American step and you came <laughs> straight over. So I'm interested, how did that, how did, how did you get over here at such an early age? Well, do, do you want the long story or the short story? You can give me either. We have all the time in the world. Well, um, let's say my family, it's very, what's very, very close to Europe in, in, in the way of thinking. My family, okay. the, the, my grandfather came from Spain after the war. Okay. And they grew up, my mother and my, my uncle. And so your and parents both. were first generation. Are you no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. My mother was a uh, daughter of a uh, Spanish person. Aha. Okay. From, from, okay. From, okay. My, my grandfather was Spanish, but my, the family of my grandmother was also Spanish. I mean, it's very mixed because in my, my, the grandfather, my grandfather from, and the side from my father was from England, for example. Really? Yeah. And my father, that's why he's blonde. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, so you have but, a blonde father. Uh, kind of well, blonde, well blondish, yeah, blondish yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. And uh, but also, I have some some. Uh, well, if this story is true, I, I have some also some kind of uh, uh, ancestors that came from Austria, but there was also from Mayas and but a lot of Spanish. That's definitely so. We grew up in this Spanish society uh, in Mexico, and I was sent to a Swiss school because my mother wanted to learn that I that I won't learn German because she was in a German school. Because back then, when my mother went to the school. Uh, my grandparents lost everything one day and they said like, okay, if we invest the money, how can do we invest the best? And they decided like, we'll invest only in education because that's the only thing you cannot lose. Well, of course, if you get Alzheimer's, yeah, yeah, perhaps yeah. you might, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, that, that's something you get. And my mother kept that mentality and she tried to uh, send me or send us, my, my, my brothers and sister, to the best schools. And one of them was the Swiss school in Germany, in Mexico. And I went to them to there, my brothers and sister, because my father is a sport, a sports teacher, were sent to the American school where he, uh, well, well, he, he was a sports teacher. So when I grew up, I decided, okay, at one point I want to make music or I want to make opera. I would I, back then I didn't know what opera really was theater and music something in between. So I said like yeah, kind of sure. musical or something yeah. in between. And, uh, but I didn't know how to do it, where to do it. And that was kind of strange. So the, so the seed was planted from, would you say more of like a theatrical standpoint? Like you wanted to act Yeah. or you wanted, okay. Yeah. I mean more theatrical, but only theater was for me boring. Because you're great I, on stage. So that's why I say that. Cause you, yeah, you, well, I mean, I, I was, that it was, this school didn't have we didn't have especially a theater lesson. It was only like, yeah, how, how shall I put it? Something like a hobby. Everybody got together after, yeah. after yeah, school, yeah, 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 yeah. and we made this theater group. It was a group. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But it was completely nice. I made Fiddler on the Roof already. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. But I didn't sing Tevye back then because I used to sing oh, as a baritone. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about that. You went through a life as a bass. That's a um, ultimately. I mean, I'm turning thirty next month, so I think it's over for me as a potential tenor. <laughs> But like that's my hope and dream is that my voice would just shoot up by a fifth, well, and then you, I could sing a great Cavaradossi one. You day. might be like Placido Domingo, but the opposite. You know, yeah, when you become right, a right. Yeah, yeah. you'll then you'll yeah. sing tenor. Like Alfredo Kraus, there's, <laughs> there's those videos of him singing. He's the only tenor that ever took things up as he got older. Yeah, 
It's insane. I, it's it's insane. Like I I really well, I kind of uh, I'm kind of jealous about his sight. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So you, so you were speaking German back then without any at the Swiss school. Yeah, I mean, I was of course Incredible. speaking a little bit of Swiss, German, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was course. a completely different stuff than I that, that I speak nowadays. But I mean, it was good. And but it was kind of more scientific school. That's why it's like uh, okay. languages and sciences. So cool. I, I didn't feel very comfortable with it because I knew I was more into humanities. But well, then I decided at one point after choir and theater and that kind of, well, the normal thing that you do. Yeah, your normal stuff, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I decided I want to make opera, although I didn't really know what opera was. But I thought like, well, if it's kind of singing and acting, yeah. it's going to be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my mother said like, are you crazy? You're, 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 you're putting your life in the bin basket. And I said, Man, like, she was so smart and so yeah, right. <laughs> she was right. Of course, at the moment, I had a big discussion. Like, oh, you're yeah. destroying my life. You don't even get it, yeah, mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, nowadays, I see her point. Yeah, for sure. But, but she said, like, if you're doing anyway, then do it with style and go to Europe. Yeah. And it was like, well, okay. And back then, of course, every, the European Union was getting together and I got the Spanish passport. And I said, like, well, I'll look what's in Spain. I looked on the, uh, the internet was back then Brand not that new. good not, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. as good as today but i could already research a little bit then i said like my mother said like come on you speak german why don't you go to germany and i went to the uh the consulate the cultural consulate in in germany and they gave me this list with universities and i said like well yeah it looks nice but then a friend said to me like you know in austria the main sport is opera like why yeah. don't you go to Austria? Yeah, it was yeah. like, well, yeah, sounds nice. And my, my parents and I, went, uh, they, 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 they were kind of okay afterwards that I study opera. And we went together to the consul, uh, consulate of Austria and the, and the um, what's it called? The cultural um, ambassador. Okay. Yeah, ambassador yeah. gave us coffee and he was uh, talking to us. And it's like the best universities for studying music are Vienna and Salzburg. And you can decide from any of them. And I said, like, I'll yeah. go to Vienna. But the problem was I had no money. My parents had, we are four children. My, my old, sure. I'm the oldest one. So they have sure. to still pay for the schools, universities. And they said like, if you do this, it's on your own. But then I got uh, from very generous woman, a stipendium, a, a scholarship. Yeah, a, yeah a stipend. And I could come here to, to, to audition. And exactly on the same summer that I finished high school, there was this uh, masterclass uh, done by, by a Mexican tenor, uh, René Velázquez, René and Pedro Velázquez. Okay. And they brought the teacher from Mozartium, who was uh, Heinrich Hopfner. And I auditioned to him and I said after the audition, it's like, look, tell me the truth. Is there a chance? I, I have already, like, I was admitted in, in, in the university for studying laws. And I have also a, a scholarship there. It's like, sure. I, if, if I don't do this, I definitely have something to do here. Yeah, it's just like, tell me. Yeah, exactly. Tell me the truth. And he was like, well, if you come now, I can guarantee you that you will be accepted by the Vorbereitungslehrgang, you know, this pre-university. Yeah, yeah. And so I got this scholarship. I went, I was admitted, and I stayed here the whole time. So you left when you were 18? I was here. Well, I just become 19. Oh, my God. These stories of, of people like you and Eliezer, Eliezer um, and David Lomeli, who just you just pick up your life and you leave like I can't 
I'm such a homebody. Like <laughs> I stayed, I stayed in Alabama as late as I possibly, could. and even then, I just moved seven hours away, I and know. then across the other country, and now I came over. Well, what can I imagine? Like, f- hard would have been for my for my parents because in Mexico, oh. you know, they, you stay you stay at your place actually until you get married. Yeah, of course. And it was, and that was decided in one month. It was, it was uh, the auditions were in September, and August. Yeah, yeah. The, the, or yeah, mid mid August. I don't remember when. They, I, I got this, this, this scholarship from, 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 from wow. this friend. And I was like, in one month, you have to say goodbye to all your friends. You have to say goodbye to your family. You, you don't know how it's going to be. Like, I have never been to Europe. And at that point, you didn't know. I mean, maybe it's good that you didn't know. Or, or at least I guess what I'm thinking, asking is, did you know that this was going to be basically for life? Or did you think, oh, I'll just go over and study. Eventually, I'll oh, be back no, in Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was uh, full Monty. I definitely decided. I, wa- I knew that I Man, wanted... Man, that takes a special person to do that. It's, it takes something like believing in destiny or something. I mean, yeah. like, I, I, I don't know if what was first the idea of believing in destiny or destiny became because I was so obsessed. Yeah. But I th- had definitely this obsession with Europe and with Germany and with, with these Gothic churches. And I said, like, I... It doesn't matter how difficult it is. I have to do it. And I remember one day I was I was crying to to to, uh, to, to my mother. It's like everything was decided. I had already packed. And I'm like, is this the right thing to do? It's like Holy I didn't. Shit. I I don't know. It's like I'm so obsessed. I want to do it. But she called me. And actually, I'm now that I look backwards, like how big from her, how 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 generous mm-hmm. that she would. And that moment she would have. have, have uh, sorry, she would. She could have had the chance to say me stay, and mm-hmm. perhaps I would have stayed. But she said like no. How unselfish. Exactly. Because I know if Maddie was at nineteen, if Madeline was like, "Hey, I'm leaving, bye forever," I'd be like, "No, it's a bad idea." Like your impulse as a parent is to keep your par- kids safe and to not let them, you know, go off. Yeah, like, I mean, she's ten hour plane <laughs> flight away from you. I mean, she 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 gave me one kilo from medicine. Only yeah, medicine. Yeah, sure, I mean, I'm like, sure, I like, sure. I came already back then. You could come with two big um, um, luggages. Yeah, yeah. And each of them was 30 kilos. <laughs> and one of these kilos were only medicine. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, it happened to everything. But there were also t- other three Mexican guys that were also from this master class. And they were expecting me already at Salzburg because uh, we all came to audition. And of course, we became friends. We organized an apartment together. But sure. that was really. I mean, I was a child. They were really like yeah, kind of, of more grown up. So, I mean, somehow these these friends actually helped me developing, a, yeah, like like a normal adult. But it was a very difficult process that nobody tells you. Like the, the, this whole social thing is that like, what do you do when you're alone? Like especially you're in a different culture. It's like. I mean, I spoke the language, but one thing is speaking the language. The other thing is yeah, integrating the exactly, society. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That yeah. is, wow. Okay, so, <laughs> good Lord. So you just pick up and leave, literally, within a month. Yeah. And so um, you get, you get, you go straight into university, or do you go to, like... Yeah, I mean, it, I... I I went to Salzburg. Uh, yeah. Of course, I had to organize an apartment for everybody because, like, they they, they were expecting that. Yeah. Because of, I spoke the language that I want to help to. I, I was admitted, but of course, still everything kind of got together. I mean, I spent the first two years of my studies only trying to get okay. 
where, where is up and where is down? Where is the floor? It's like, how does, how do I buy a, 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 how do you say, a, a bread? It's like, for example, I I could read Goethe, I could read Sheila, I could read some stuff. Yeah. But I didn't know how you do the normal stuff. I, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know yeah, how you do right. the normal stuff in Mexico. I didn't, I don't, I definitely Let alone didn't. how to do it here. Exactly. But that's when you depend on really nice people that really know that you're did, passing a difficult time and they help you out. Yeah. You must have had you must have had angels everywhere helping you out. Oh you were yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, no, of I, course. I definitely. Well, I mean, you and I, I yeah. can, if I may say so, are the winners of this system. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like the, I, I saw so many persons fall because they didn't have money, because they weren't able to 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 to, um, to learn the language, because they have family issues or they have to work too much. Yeah, and it's like this balance, this equilibrium to, for 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 doing this these studies is difficult. And also, one thing that actually no, nobody told me is that in Europe, well, I mean in Salzburg and Mozarium, I don't yeah. know, the people who came to do the bachelor, they already had a bachelor or a master's degree in an, in another university. Yeah, and in Mexico, when you go to the university to studying music, they teach you what music is. Yeah, uh, I mean, like they teach you how to read a pentagram yeah, yeah, and that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and here the first lesson is like, tell me which which accord is this. And it's like, oh, how do I write this? Of course, I knew a little bit of music, but but you I, had to learn. You had to learn theory. You had to learn all you of have the to crash learn course exactly. and all of this stuff. All the all. Meanwhile, like I had to learn all of that too in university, but I was living. Eight, you know, 30 minutes away from my childhood home. That's a, a little bit easier thing, but you're trying to do that and you're trying to yeah, just get order a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. That was oh hard. And, and, and I spoke the language. Yeah. I don't want to know how people felt that. And I, and I was also European. Yeah. So I didn't have to pay that, 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 that much money. I didn't, I could work if I wanted to. What happens to all these persons that couldn't work, that didn't have the money, that didn't speak the language? Like they were also admitted. But of course, the the possibilities that I come till the end of my studies was yeah. definitely bigger than for these other people. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting because uh, I I go back and forth on this, and I have a lot of conversations with everyone about this. You know, I think the number one thing that you can do in this business is to make it quote unquote is to just sing well. Like all that matters is the voice. Except, like so much matters other than the voice. Until oh, the voice is yeah. the only thing that matters. Like if you can make it to the point where all that matters is you sing well, that means you have opportunities to sing well. Exactly. I mean, it's getting to those. I always yeah. said that this is a sports for rich men. Yeah, yeah. Or rich people. Yeah, for rich people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but it's so interesting because you bypassed the traditional, traditional. Yeah, Europe, the, the Europe's been here a lot longer, but you've you've bypassed what I'm used to, which is you know, spend a shit ton of money to go to the right schools and then get accepted in the right young artist programs and be completely broke and be insane. And basically we talk a lot in our, in, in, about it uh, with American singers, there's this extended adolescence because you never get to be a human being, right? You never get to like, like all my friends, all my friends from high school, like I was the last, I, Maddie was born when I was 27 years old and I swear to you, and this isn't just Alabama, but I was the last of any of my friends to get married or to have a kid. Oh, and really? that was at okay. 27. So like everything happened so quickly in, in, in Alabama. And so I would go back and look at my friends and I'm like, Hey, let's go out. Let's party. Let's drink. What's whatever. And they're like, I have a job. Like I have a life. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Wait, we can't, what are you doing? And well, so, yeah. you, but you sort of bypassed all that because you, you came over here and you were ingratiated and welcomed 
into this system. And it's so interesting now thinking about knowing this, because I didn't know this about you, that you came over so early, mm-hmm. is that that's why you feel so at home here, seemingly. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's it's always always difficult because you become part of, of the culture here. You, you, right. you get used to everything, but somehow you still... There are some stuff that you do differently. For example, when I speak, I well, you definitely know this. You're louder than other people. Yeah, of course. And the thing is that the people in the in the train, for example, that they're all very quiet. They can't handle yeah, it. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They can handle it because I mean, like, what should I do? Is like that's the, the, the volume of my voice, normal voice. I don't. I'm not screaming, but I don't yeah. want to whisper because I'm a I'm a singer. Yeah, I'm not gonna get off my yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like <laughs> I, I don't want to hurt myself. Right, right. But it's well, that, that kind of stuff. Or, uh, I mean, it's yeah. these little. It's these little bitty things like, um, and it it becomes. Like for me, one of the one of the biggest things to, that I'm still learning that sounds so stupid to the sort of person who doesn't live here. But if you live here, you know, it's checking out at a grocery store oh, when you're yeah. in line <laughs> and there's someone behind you and you're putting your stuff in as that fast as you can. Too, yeah. But that like everyone's rushing you and giving you this horrible eye. I almost cried the first time and, oh, I had to do this. My God. And one day I forgot my bags. Never forget your bags. Because then you forget <laughs> your bags and you ask them to buy a bag. Oh, and everyone no, behind you is like, yeah, oh, oh Shiza, this is. A... I'm like, no, I just forget. Yeah, like, exactly. They, they, those... they, they don't understand that you mm-hmm. don't understand yeah. it. And that's the problem. Is that some, some things is like, sorry, I didn't know. For example, once I sit on in a park to I don't know to, to have a rest with some friends, yeah. And the police came by and it's like, please stand up. You're not allowed to, to sit in there. It's like, why exactly not? Yeah. It's like I didn't know yeah. that. It's like, but anyway, there and is. You, but you couple that with like um like like right now we have this incredible director for Hoffman Flores, and Flores is a really detail oriented director. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. So, sometimes I have the impression, shall yeah. this be choreographed or else? <laughs> But it's like really intense structure that he makes, and then he just expects you, as as he should, yeah. to remember it and literally perfectly, it. yeah, and to reproduce it perfectly. So, but oftentimes with with the director like that, I will feel because because of this moving through the world, like so you have to live a normal day here, right? So you have to I have to go and I have to you know try to buy the right kind of bread and say it correctly so the lady understands me and I have to you know know where to get the beer from and know when to put my bottles in the right bottle but yeah. and then you go to a rehearsal with an intense director like Floris and he'll say something like you know it, it's yeah, not he, even well I mean like the thing is that his head works so fast yes. that your yours has to, has to be right. exactly as fast and then by the end of the day because you're trying to just move through the world in a normal way which takes so much effort. And then for me, language is still coming along. So I'm trying to yeah. tr- do all of this translating that by the end of the day in a rehearsal process in Germany, I am exhausted, wasted. Yeah. Like I, I have nothing left. Well, if, if, if it helps, I speak the language, but still I'm also exhausted yeah, ex- yeah. because it's all this thinking. Yeah. And that's something that, for example, I was doing Butterfly now in uh, Biel Solothurn, which okay. is a very small theater in, in, in Switzerland. And the regisseur was from France. Mm-hmm. But the part of the team was uh, spoke only German. Part of the team spoke only Italian. Part of the team they spoke it, Spanish with me. So what I had was speaking Spanish, English, German, Italian, and I had to also understand French because many many of the people there also only spoke French. So it was like what whoa. part of Swiss, Switzerland was it in? Like official language? The official language is French, Italian, in, in German, German yeah. and Retoroman. Oh my. So every and the thing is that everybody speaks these languages. Yeah, well, at, at least at least Germans speak a little bit of French, and the French believe German, and the others speak a little bit of everything. But especially the city Bill, 
they, this, the, the streets are in two languages. Oh my God. So, but that's, that's something, for example, I'm in love with Europe. That's all, every time I, I post something on Instagram, I, I put at the end, in love with Europe, because yeah. that's something that's so rich and cultural. And that's why, I mean, I feel very comfortable here. That's, that's uh, what I think it's something good for, for me. It's like, I'm, I will, I, it sounds kind of arrogant, but it's like, I feel cosmopolite, uh, cosmopolite, cosmopolite, cosmopolitan, cosmopolitan. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Not that magazine, but, uh, but, yeah, yeah, but right. in the sense of the word, <laughs> uh, because I enrich, I, I will, I like to think enrich somehow the society because I give something they don't have and they give something me back. Yeah. Because here I could say, yeah, here I'm a Mexican, but in Mexico, I'm kind of European. And, but, and, yeah. and it's not bad. It's something that you can enrich the, the, the best things from all places. Yeah, of course. And for example, sometimes some people tell me, oh, I don't want to live in that city. I don't want to move there. And I'm like, you can make every city yours. The yeah. thing is that you have to find what's, what, what, what helps you, what, what's missing to you. For example, I was in Meiningen, five years fest. There was my first engagement. Yeah. And of course, the first aim from everybody that came there was to going somewhere else <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. everyone's always looking to go yeah, exactly like yeah, oh yeah, i have yeah, to i have yeah. to get out yeah but it's like I, oh, of course i was the same i mean i was young i wanted yeah. to, to, to do you're ambitious yeah right? definitely yeah, yeah, sure. trying to do party and such but of course i stayed five years so there's those five years were amazing because there i understood so many things to appreciate germany to appreciate the, the, the forest to appreciate a walk it's like in mexico let's give a walk like yeah sure yeah, whatever sure, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no the there is something into it, but the thing is that you have to be there. You have you have to be kind of forced to enjoying it, and then you appreciate it. And the thing is that th such things are the nice thing about Europe. Is like you later can put it in the in the opera. For example, you're doing Freischutz. Yeah. How do you know how the forest works in Germany? How how important it is if you haven't yeah. been to a forest in Germany? Yeah. It's like you don't know the whole traditions that are behind it, like this this um, this Jäger. The, 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 yeah, you the know? Jäger core. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like these all these traditions, they are so important. Or when you're in Vienna, going to these palaces, and then you know how how important it was, or yeah. the, uh, the 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 society from from and it's and, and, and you know, you know, you you walk especially when you go to somewhere like Salzburg or uh, somewhere so steeped in rich in history like that. You're like, oh, cool, Mozart is everywhere, and he was actually here. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas you're not like like I was in in sort of in Alabama, and you're like, no, this is what Mozart was like. Like it makes a difference when you're here it makes a difference well one day right. people will talk uh, from, uh, about you because oh he was yeah oh, nicholas sure. brownley yeah, was yeah, born yeah. here <laughs> yeah yeah people walk past my grave yeah yeah well you never um, know you never know um so fascinating that you never because you didn't have you you've never worked in america no i haven't incredible not hire him in america he's very good um <laughs> so you never worked in america so you don't really know you don't really know what the system of sort of revivals, just sort of throwing up shows, I, no rehearsals. I mean, I mean, I there are some times in Europe that they do kind of the same. Uh -huh. So especially the, the contact with other American singers, I get a little bit an idea what's yeah, about yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, it's an amazing place. Yeah, for that, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm sure about it. I mean, I, would, I yeah. would definitely be happy to, to go there. I mean, yeah. like, but still it's... It's very like a theory. I only heard about it. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there. I don't even know how Mexico works, sure. because uh, I mean, I Mexico has only one big opera house, mm -hmm. 
and the rest are like free productions. It's like if you're not there, it's like it's, it's kind like of you're kind not going to go. Yeah, and it, yeah. of course they always, for example, I saw once in Mexico, uh, Ring des Nibelungen, mm-hmm. and the whole ca- almost the whole cast was from Europe. Yeah. Or from America, it's like, well, definitely if I want to go back to Mexico, perhaps I have to be here someone so I can be invited. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I definitely would like to go back. I mean, one of my biggest dreams is to sing for my family in yeah. Bellas Artes. Of course. But um, I know the, this this way. We said in, at the Mozarteum in Salzburg, the longest way was between Mozarteum and Landestheater, the theater. It's like yeah. only, not even one block, it's like... 30 but meters it, but the but the journey the is journey to that it's, right? yeah it's i mean there are persons that actually did that from yeah. Mozarteum directly to landestiada but yeah. it's not it's not very regular yeah, 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 at, yeah at least not at the time i was studying sure sure so so for you like the 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 regie the that's talked about so much the sort of german and we're not talking about like normal yeah the crazy I, stuff like, i love it and for I, you, it's no, for you, it's all you know. Well, of course, I well, I, I know, know from the yeah. DVD. I mean, the DVDs yeah, sure. I buy with Placido Domingo, yeah, so I know the Zeffirelli. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I know that the whole Zeffirelli things. And or that, or yeah. the Vienna State Opera, they do. Yeah, a lot I mean, of normal... I, I saw them. I appreciate them. But you know, the problem is that, for example, I was once at Vienna at looking Madame Butterfly, and it was very traditional in yeah, yeah. But the thing is that the singers that were on stage couldn't handle them because they they haven't they didn't study properly how uh, a japanese woman has to move or they were so busy about singing yeah they didn't really care well they had probably one day of rehearsal or whatever yeah exactly yeah, but yeah, the thing yeah. is that that's the thing if, if you want to do that kind of stuff you really have to already to know what you're gonna do yeah that's you cannot figure you it out do, on stage it's like it's like Bryn terfel you do, you know you don't really see falstaff when you see Bryn terfel sing falstaff you see Bryn terfel's falstaff Exactly. Regardless of production or fat suit or whatever. And I think I think that there is some sort of merit to that. But like you I like transforming. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say I, I like I like the, the develop I mean I understand I understand. But do you think it's always this is obviously the answer is no. It's not always successful because not everything is always successful. Yeah, I mean We're like, in the art not, business. Yeah, not not all not not yeah. all Rujitiara is good. Actually there's Lots of crap, really. Lots of crap. But so, the what thing do you is think about the stuff that's not? What do you think about the stuff that is 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 to my? And this is my American sensitivity, where it's just so n- illogical. There's no logic to well, it. Well, the thing no- is, the thing is that that's the that's a big mistake from regisseurs. I, I would say, like, they f- forget that it has to be logical. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have to read the whole program, heft, uh, you know, the the the, the, pro- the program uh, mm-hmm. book before. The 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 the, uh, the scene. If I don't can really appreciate the art behind it, they then I believe they have done something. Yeah, wrong. but don't you think that they often say, like, now we're getting into the subject I'm really passionate and want to talk about. But don't you think that they they would say, correct me if I'm wrong, they would say, um, it's not my fault you didn't get it. Then they are arrogant and honestly, yeah, yeah that's yeah. worth. There is yeah, no yeah, other yeah, way yeah. to put it. It's like. I, I, I believe I can say I'm a little bit arrogant sometimes because, I mean, you know, like you, you become an intellectual and you think like, oh, my God, I'm very intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it, we also have I, I believe we also have to learn which are our, our uh, how do you say, our mistakes. Yeah, of course. And that's one of our mine. downfalls. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of yeah. mine. Uh, but if you are not if you don't get your audience, if you cannot if you're doing only for yourself, then the critics of Regitiara won. 
you know because then then you what you're you're doing is masturbating intellectually yeah. And yeah. that's something that I, I don't like. So you're not interested. No, in no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I like I like the, the, the strange ideas. How can you translate them? Because, I mean, if then what if you translate them and the people say like, sorry, I don't I don't agree with your vision about this. Then it's a different story. Right. But well, but th- but 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 there's the question, right? Like there is um uh, there's objective, like like the fact is the fact, the truth is the truth. Yes. And then there's subjective, and we are. I feel like oftentimes in the Redzi Teatro, in, in, a, in a crazy production that is, there's always, you always can just say, oh, that's just subjective. You just don't get it. Whereas like when you do a Boca Negra, like we did, yeah. for me, that Boca Negra, everything tracked in it. Even though I was wearing a janitor costume <laughs> and I was in, you know, I, I, or I was in a Renaissance costume, a janitor costume, a bunch of different shit. Like you were wearing a leather jacket and the ugliest pair of jeans yeah. in the world. Like it, but, but, but for me, like that all tracked and that was okay. But like, there isn't objectively, I just think there is a lot more objective in this business when it comes to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. than, than a director just saying, you know, oh, well, they just don't get it. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if. There is also there is always uh, many things. I mean, a regisseur it's 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 very strange because it's you have to first of all transmit the music. Regisseur's director, by the way, just so. Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, that's sorry. okay, that's okay. Uh, you have to transmit the music. You have to transmit the story. Right. But the most important thing, it's not really transmitting the story. I would say you have to transmit the the the, the, the information behind everything else. What is it? because like I mean there is a story, but the message what we do it's like if I sing an aria, I don't under, I don't understand the text. Some person might understand, nevertheless, what I'm trying to communicate, mm-hmm. because there is something above that. And if the regisseur always doesn't matter what has to get that communication. Yeah. If the what's happening on stage, it doesn't matter for me. It makes sense completely or not. Like if someone says pick up a glass in the text and they don't pick up a glass, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter to exactly. You. Okay. But the important thing is that I'm transmitting what's behind taking that glass. You know. Yeah. Because there is there is a, a text above that. And that's, the, I mean, I always say, like, the composer makes a, the first interpretation of the text. Yeah. So there is already an interpretation. It's like, in that interpretation, what the, comp- the, the composer really meant because of writing this. For example, if when you see the, the scene from Bohem, like when, when, uh, when Rodolfo gets at this, uh, uh, this passage, very, uh, very fantastic, and also Mimi and the duet love that's come, and it's like, I always imagine, like, I want to see the cosmos, I want to see the, the universe, I want to see everything. Yeah. But the thing is that what's happening is like, you're still in a small room yeah. in winter, and it's like, if you only get to the text and it was actually happening, that's not what the music is transmitting. The music is transmitting love, this amazing and, thing. And whatever your interpretation of love is. Yeah, exactly. It, but it, it but can it's, be anything. But, yeah. but the, the music says it's something big. It's something really big. Yeah. But something that's not in the in the in the text. You see? Yeah. So so for you that that's the text above. So for you, if you if you if you want to be if you want to be, I I like that idea actually. Let's go with that because. You're saying, you know, in, if the if the text says, let's go with the glass metaphor. If the text says, yeah. pick this glass up, right? Yeah. Um, if that's set musically, that's already an interpretation. Yes. Of it, definitely. So, so that's already Verdi, Puccini, Offenbach. Yeah, it can be very dramatic. Da 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 uh, a pitch of, yeah. that you already in given. That, that's in that, really interesting. And in that way, Floris is right. It's like there is already a choreography somehow. 
Yeah. That that lays under you think of above the text. I, I it's sort of super above it. Yeah. I think there's that underlying current of emotion. Underneath, yeah, I mean, I, either right? I, either you put it uh, above or, or under below. it. Like it's 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 for me it's the same. <laughs> so then how? So then okay, how do you do this? What if you're in a production of something? I'm asking you this because you've been here forever, and I need to know how to <laughs> deal you. with it better. Uh, <laughs> what if you're in a production of something, and there and the register the director is asking you to do something that you don't believe is logical? Oh, but aren't you there? Okay, I, I'm. 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 Do you think you was? This, I, I'm sure you're a tenor, so you get away with more than me. But like, do you think that you are there to serve the director's vision, or like why? Are, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what that. I mean. The I mean, smile like, you just I, gave yeah, me. Oh was man! Oh like, man! I've been oh man! I'm getting. I didn't. I didn't know I would get into trouble talking yeah, here. No, right. <laughs> I. I came. Right. I didn't know I was a victim. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I don't believe I'm. To, I'm. I'm. I'm there because the regisseur lives at the, at the premiere. Yeah. And the one who has to 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 um, support this production, it's me on stage. It's you. Yeah. It's not the director. The director right. is getting his prizes and doing whatever he wants. But I'm every day, and I have to communicate with the audience. Which, that's at the end, what I like. I I like doing stuff on stage, transmitting some an, an idea or a feeling or something. Yeah. Uh. I do appreciate when regisseurs come up very precise, I think, like Flores. Yeah. I do appreciate when regisseurs accept that perhaps the, the, the singer has a different idea and it also works. Of course, I also try to adapt. What, I mean, I, first of all, for me, it's like this like physical loss. The first yeah. day of rehearsing is like, explain me the physical loss of your uh, mise-en-scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. explain it to me. It's, yeah. it's not a problem. Explain it to me. And then I'll develop this role with with my ideas. But because you cannot sing for me. It's like, I'm going to be the one who is singing. Yeah. So I'll try to accommodate something that helps you. But if the regisseur says, like, no, no, no. It's got to be like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. I'm like, well, then try to explain me why I have to give up the way of my thinking mm. and accept yours or, or, or embrace yours. And if they don't... At one point, after much discussing, they say yeah. like, "Yeah, no, this, this, this." Uh, the, the, and I still don't believe his way of thinking. And like, oh, so we're using operetta logic from here on, right? Of course, they some sometimes they say like, "Well, yeah, kind of." I was like, and, and for me, it's fine because sometimes like you cannot solve everything. Opera, it's not logical the whole time. Yeah, right, right. Operetta neither. Yeah. So sometimes we have to accept that we are not gonna be logical the whole time. So I'm, I'm fine with that. But if they try to be uh, fake intellectual, I would say. Yeah. That they trying to give a sense there was no sense. And they cannot explain it to me or they cannot... I mean, I really like to discuss too. Mm -hmm. So like if they, not, if they don't show me that they know the piece better than me, then at one point I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, that's so interesting because that... Because for me... I and this is this is the difference. No, uh, it's very obvious the difference between sort of an American trained singer, which is like, um, but this is where American singers fault. Like we're always going to be like loud and good technically because we do that yeah, well. Definitely. We train well, yeah. um, and we'll know our languages, whatever. But but where we lose it is that we don't like this. this all the stuff you just said. You can I just say your age? You're you're I'm thirty three. You're yeah, thirty three. At 33, I'm I'm 20. I'll be 30 in uh, next month. Like everything you just said, I will not have the confidence to say until I'm 45. Like I'll just do, <laughs> I'm just gonna do what I'm. Well, like, I, don't, I don't always have the confidence. No, too, no, but, of course, but just the just the guts, the guts, and the artistic sort of temperament to say 
like explain this to me. Like not in a, a, a yeah, like, no, no, explain it with your no, hand no, no, on your no, head. Finish. No, 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 but in a, a collaborative sort of welcoming way. Like that doesn't exist in America. Like that. Well, the thing is that I always say like. Yeah. Help me to help you. It's like I, if you cannot, if you, you're not right. able to to explain it to me, why? How should I be able to explain it to the audience? Yeah, it's like it's really for. It has to be for children. Yeah. It's like when when I once learn something new, it's like I get a book for children. Yeah, and it's like it has to be like that. Explain it for us for a child, and then I'll be able to explain it later to the audience. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's yeah. I mean. There but are that the, only, but that sort of attitude just doesn't. Well, in America, also, I think the reason that we don't sort of you don't have time. Dig deep. You don't have time. Yeah, that's the main reason. But also, like there is a star in the room, and that star is doing their thing. Well, but the star. Right? But but the thing is that with all oh, the stars, I appreciate the most. Yeah, of course. Is they 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 already uh, thought this shit. Yeah, thought through it. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. they already know. For example, when I I saw Placido Domingo now at La Scala a few a few weeks ago. Germain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. But the thing is that it was amazing because he already knew what he yeah. wa- wanted to do at one moment in the music. He he knew his choreography. Yeah. And the thing is, if you know your choreo- well, choreography, it's not the right no, no, word. No, no, but, but, but you're, you're blocking. Yeah. yeah ex- like yeah, you know exactly. At yeah. one point, you want to pick the glass, yeah. and because of this musical motive, of yeah. because of this phrase, and like you can, I mean, it's like like jazz improvisations yeah. with everybody, and it's like like that is. But it's interesting because he. Like he, I mean, he knows, I mean, he knows the Traviata score probably better than anyone alive in the world right now. (laughs) He's done hundreds of performances of Alfredo. He's conducted it a million times. Like, and, and it was so interesting because, uh, being in Traviata with him, um, as a conductor and as him singing German, as Dr. Granville, um, watching him move on stage is sort of. You know, a, a lot of directors will, will constantly tell you, like, I, I know bullshit. You know, I know when you're just when you're just faking it, when you're just like, you know, parking and barking or whatever. And it's like with him, like, he just knows it so well that I don't care if he's thinking like, because one night Real Madrid was playing and the whole time he was, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like yeah, he would run off stage, know, grab know, his iPad and watch, 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 watch. Like Nikki, his assistant was there. And then he would at the last second run on stage to get his entrance. And now... Um, I don't know if he wants me telling that story to everybody in the world, but he's a very serious, amazing artist and man. Well, the thing but is like, that oh, when he's on stage, you didn't yeah, notice that. Yeah, but that's the difference. Is like you don't. It doesn't sort of matter if all of your, if all of the, if you know how that works. Well, the, I right? I always see when we're for example doing this, these rehearsals that, yeah. uh, that are great. Well, I mean, I'm I'm really happy to do them. Uh, we are sorting these things things out and sometimes it's improvising because what feels natural how how things have to develop in this scene or this other scene but then you build kind of a skeleton mm-hmm. but once the skeleton is built it's like of course it's always nice when you put your your your, your feelings and you, you put it, your, yeah but then if the skeleton works it's like you can kind of let it go the the the, the opera will work, work for itself Sure. You don't have to d- develop every time. I mean, of course, there are parts. For example, Hoffman is a, a direction to the end. If you don't get really into it uh, with with your whole soul, it's like you're definitely gonna be dead at, by yeah, the end of the opera. Right? Like sure. you need yeah, yeah. To your energy. Like you, you need. I mean, like uh, there is also this thing about uh, putting energy or, or or strength into the opera, and like uh, it's always different uh, approaches. But I'm like, I mean, like if you don't put energy. I mean, I, one corrector said to me once, like, without eggs, tastes always as if you didn't put eggs into to the um, to the tight. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The recipe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You need to put them. 
Yeah, you have to put the eggs. Yeah, 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 yeah. especially if you sing something like that. It's like, how, how can you sing Iago if you're not with your whole soul into it? Yeah, if it's not everything. Yeah, it's like you have to give everything. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't mean that you have to over sing or something. But no, but you have to, you should be, there's a certain level of, uh, like, I, I don't know if you know this opera, Susanna uh, by Carlisle Floyd. It's a, there's a part in it that I'm singing next summer again, which I'm so excited about, but it's, it's, incredible part because he's a preacher mm-hmm. in the south eastern united states where i'm from and he's from uh and he ends up raping Susanna. wow and and it's just really heavy and gnarly and he sings this whole aria right after he rapes her and it was like she was untouched you know forgive me i mean he's really intense and incredible music and big huge orchestra and stuff and like I don't know, like, if you're not wasted by the end of that night, exactly, right? Like, the, the, like that's, that's, what, that's what I mean. Like, right. you have to transform. Yeah. If you're not able to, I mean, it, I don't, one uh, acting teacher from, from me said, like, you never be Hoffman. You always be Rodrigo playing Hoffman. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, uh, you have to. Is that do, okay? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, every, every time I get to a new part, I well, that's me, I try to um, understand the part, as I was telling you before, mm-hmm. why a bad person what a good person became a bad person. What, what which steps did he make? Why tell the, does he tell think a like story that? About the bottle. About a, what, about the bottle. What do you mean? Your dad. This story you just told. Oh us yeah, about. definitely. I mean, it's like because this every, is yeah. Important every here. time I was in the jam in Mexico, which yeah. kind of every a day. traffic jam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, my father used to say like, you, "You look that bottle over there." It's like, "Yeah, what? What, what we did?" I, I was like five or six. Yeah. He's like, tell me a story about it. I'm like, what do you mean a story? He's like, yeah, tell me a story about it. It's like uh, anything. And I had to develop a whole imaginative story only of one bottle that I saw on the street. Incredible. You have to give it a back background. Yeah, how but it means like there. That, that's yeah. every time I, I, I see a new character, for example, how do you look, look or, or, or how do you approach a regisseur or how do you approach a colleague that is perhaps doesn't, that he looks kind of mean. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's, that's every day for us. Like, I mean, we, we, we know that everybody tries to be nice. Yeah, but it's, all we're doing is playing this little cat and mouse chess game. Yes. Of like, how do we... Yes. And, and for me, that chess game is simply like, how do I get everyone in the room to like me? Like, that's my big well, thing. Yeah, but, but, but that's, yeah. that's for... Well, I think everybody who studies music has yeah, the same problem. <laughs> we're opera singers, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But at the end, I mean... What I try to, well, I'm, in my case, like, of course I want to be liked, but mm-hmm. it's like at one point, you, if you notice that it's not working, like concentrate on doing only the job. <laughs> yeah, do the job, <laughs> do the job, right, right, right. For example, I want role that, we're, now we're talking about this approaching of roles and, and, and creating yeah, sure. stories. One of the most difficult for tenors, it's Duca from Rigoletto. It's like, nobody likes that role. Nobody. Well, well it's it's thankless. It's like so impossible. It's so yeah, hard to Yeah, but the thing is that if you put, I, I, well, I discovered after many performances, if you put soul in it, if you try to believe really that this person actually has some issues, then Boy, it that's works. hard. It's hard to like him though. Because I know, he, but the thing is that you say you, such you, ridiculous you, you, shit. Yeah, no, but you have to like him. I will, I don't know. For me, it's like wait, I, you, I, I you need, Rodrigo I, I really needs to like, him. to like him. Yes, I need to like that's him. That's so interesting because I don't know. I don't know that I agree with it because. I, a great uh, one of my acting teachers one time said, "You can't judge a character you're playing." Exactly. But there is also like like. Here's the here's the weird part. We're also singing. Like we're also we're also doing this thing where like I'm never gonna be able to you know put. I'm never gonna go two years 
acting like the Duke, like Daniel Day Lewis would do, or like any famous <laughs> actor. Like it's not. We're not. We're yeah, not no, doing no, no, that. No. So the technique is different. So for me, I I get caught a lot, which Flores keeps catching me doing this. I'm acting like I would think if I were in the audience, I would like to see the villain acting. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I I com- like, definitely like, know what you mean. Yeah, and, and, and it becomes because because I think. I think for me, like I have to, because if I start, if I do start going into the thing of like making all these decisions, I'm so worried that I'll start, you know, I'll get behind and I'll get behind in the music. I'll do this oh, wrong. Yeah, but, do, you know what I mean? But, but, but there, there is, the, that's why you need to build for the skeleton. It's like, but the, but the, first, the thing is that in, during the rehearsals, I mean, that's the way so, I so approach. For, no, that's the way I approach is like uh, the rehearsals are sort of playing natural as if I was an actor. It's like the voice it's wherever it wants. It, it, it it's doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. It's yeah. like, if I scream, if I do this, and if I do that, it's yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. But once I've gone every way, it's like, okay, this part I must sing, this part I must say, these parts are difficult. So you make that roadmap for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I do a roadmap and it's like, okay, at this place, I have to be standing right. At this place, I have to, to, to have the, the balance so, so, I, so, so I can sing properly. And, but afterwards, doing it many times, you have the choreography somehow. Well, the, the, yeah, the, you have the, it the in your body, yeah, as you exactly. would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then you can concentrate a little bit more in singing. Well, that's the oh, way yeah. I do it. I don't know if it's bad of, of now well, Floris. It's going to kick me out of the production after saying this. <laughs> I, I do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't release it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's interesting about that is I do it the exact opposite way. Because I go in and I add nothing of myself. I do... As good a singing as I can, as still as I can, take no chances until we sort of get the structure. Oh, I see. And then I add a drop of Nick, a drop more of Nick, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, because uh, which 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 is interesting because that's what Floris keeps picking up on, and a lot of my notes in this have been Nick. You got to stop doing what you think we want to see. You have yes. to take a chance and be vulnerable and open. And take a chance and do so, but but yeah, I mean there were users and users. For example, uh, yeah. when I did Rape of Lucretia in Meiningen back then, it's like Oof. I had to open. There is no, I mean, there, there is no possibility of developing the, the part if you don't open to 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 to, to this, uh, yeah, to this abysm of, of humanity. Yeah, of course. And also the same with me with Hoffman. I mean, perhaps you can get it with Lindorf and Coppelius. Yeah. No problem. But the thing is, the that, problem is you start getting villainous and you start doing sort of stock villain. Yeah, the, you know exactly. What I mean? In you, the same way that every Rodolfo, you know, opens his arms yeah, wide on the yeah, sea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. like I mean, it's like to, it's it's nice. Yeah. I, I I don't mind, but the thing is that you want it to be authentic. Yeah, and that's something something I I try to be authentic in my ways. Sometimes with uh, with success, sometimes with not that many success. Yeah, but you do come across as authentic. I think. I in, I, I, I hope I I, ca- I cannot I cannot behold me from outside. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I I don't I don't know. I try. Yeah, I try, but it's I mean. This opera is actually great for it because it's, it has from everything. It's 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 mystical. It's opera. It's big opera. opera. Uh, yeah. it, it's acting. It's 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 magical. It is it is magical in every sense it's of the ma- word, yeah. and it's very sort of totally completely removed from reality, except there is a heart in it, yeah. like like that's so heartfelt because like. You know what I mean? There are moments where you realize you're being duped or you realize you're being, and you hurt for him in the audience. You're like, of course, Olympia just sang the stupid aria. And this yeah, is such a, I mean, this act is so stupid with the eyes and the glasses, except 
your heartbreak is heartbreak. Definitely. Whether it's over a dog dying or your, you know, your grandmother. Heartbreak's heartbreak. And so, yeah, I think that's what makes Hoffman so special. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's so, what an interesting way to work. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're time, man. That's, that's how fast <laughs> that goes. That's so crazy. It, it goes really fast. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks for joining us, man. This was super I thank fun. You. Really? Um, My I think I, as, as every week on this program, we've solved the world's opera problem. <laughs> all just, just be, just go be a great actor. Let, you let, know? let, let's send it to many regisseurs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's send it to none. Um, anyways, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. All right. A pleasure. Cool. Good man.